you know, many throughout the Southeast claim to be a Christian. And I think the largest problem about that is that the large majority of people, period, in the Southeast don't live like it. Today's message is not just for, for um, uh, believers, it's for non-believers. It's not just for new believers, but it's for old believers. This message is not only for you, but for me. There are certain things, certain, um, it's like core values in your life. There are certain things that every day that message matters. And this is one of those uh, messages. We're going to look briefly at what it means and what it takes for us to be continuing to follow Christ. Today, I am fully reliant on the Word of God and the Spirit of God colliding here today. That's just what God told me this morning that, hey, listen, you know what? You just rest, Pastor, in, 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 in my grace, but, but rest in my Word and rest in my Spirit that is going to work something great in this place. I truly believe this is a type of message where at least one of you who really came humble and hungry it can change your life. It can change the entire course and direction of your life, even if you've been a Christian for most of your life. Would you bow your heads with me in prayer today? Dear Heavenly Father, God, Lord, I just ask you, Lord, to, um, to continue to, to be in our midst, continue to, to speak to our hearts. Lord, open our eyes that we might see what you want us to see. Open our ears that we might hear what you want us to hear, Lord, and open our hearts that we might receive what you want us to receive, Lord, that we, we, we not only receive it and, and believe it, Lord, but that we're transformed by it. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to share with you four things that you must continue to do if you want to continue to follow Christ. Even if you've been following Christ, you might find that you've been doing these things and, and you didn't realize how critical they were to the fact that, that it led to you following Christ. The first thing you need to see is this. Number one, that following Christ, it requires continued surrender and sacrifice. Following Christ, it always requires surrender and sacrifice. You gotta, it, it, it's kind of like talking about praying. Is there ever a time in this life that you don't need prayer? Well, there's no time in this life that you don't have to make a, um, a heartfelt, conscious decision to surrender to Christ and, and, and give up whatever you need to give up and follow him wherever he's leading. Listen, we've not just been called to declare Jesus our Savior. I, I always say, everybody wants to get out of hell free card. The moment we start talking about how hot hell is, especially when you're in South Carolina and, and you see those signs that people put, which I actually probably wouldn't put up ever, but it says you think it's hot out there, you know? Um, but I do agree with the truth, okay? And, and, and that on our hottest day here in the South, it's nothing compared to how tormenting hot it will be in the fires of hell. So some people, they get, um, I, I, I say, they get the hell scared out of them. And so you, you go, well, yeah, pastor, if you're asking me, do I want to go to heaven and not hell? Yes, that's me. 
I always say it doesn't take a rocket scientist to say, well, hey, you know what? The better of the two is heaven. But what, what can sometimes be missed is, and this is why some people think they've given their life to Christ, think they're saved, is because they accepted the fact that, hey, you know what? I don't want to go to hell and I want to go to heaven. But they did not know the decision they were making and the decision that they have to make with their heart, not just to confess Jesus Christ as their Savior, but as their Lord. I want you to hear this very clearly. This, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where your faith, no pun intended, Jason, on your flights, this is where your faith takes flight. If you want to know what makes the difference between someone who follows Christ um, continually and someone who doesn't, it is about life surrender. Therefore, to follow Jesus, we have to surrender our life to Christ, and this requires that our life becomes a living sacrifice for Christ. I want you to write that down, that God is calling us, calling our lives to be a living sacrifice. It took me years to realize that worship was not an event, okay? Worship's not an event. Nothing against any revivals uh, that, that I've ever been at and, and, and church services, um, but, you know, I always tell you, this is just a pet rally. This is just a gathering. This is just an encouraging place to try to uh, help us all go back out there and live in the mission because it's, it's, it's hard out there. But what God wants from you is he wants you. You might say, you know, sometimes people are like, man, God, what else are you going to let happen in my life? What do you want from me? And I'm telling you right now what he wants from you. I can't tell you to give it to him. He wants you. When he has your heart, he'll have your life. And when he has your heart, when he has your life, everything in your life will get in the order it needs to be, even if it doesn't get easier. Matthew 16, 24 through 26, in the Passion Translation, Jesus said to, to his disciples, if you truly want to follow me, you should at once completely reject and disown your own life. And you must be willing to share my cross and experience it as your own as you continually surrender to my ways. Notice that continue. God, you continually surrender to my ways. You don't have to like something in order to agree with something. For if you choose self-sacrifice and lose your lives for my glory, you will continually discover true life. Most people, when I say you've got to surrender all of your life to Christ, they only focus on thinking, well, hey, I don't want to give up all my life. What if I told you it's not a matter of giving up your, your, your life for the bad? It's, it's for the good. It's for the glory of God. And it, it, listen, that is where the blessings of God is, are, are found. When, and that's when, when you discover your true purpose and peace in Christ, you'll always have purpose and peace despite life. But it says, but if you choose to keep your lives for yourselves, you will forfeit what you try to keep. For even if you were to gain all the wealth and power of this world at the cost of your own life, what good would that be? And what could be more valuable to you than your own soul? A lot of people in this world, they're selling out their own soul and they don't even know it. Listen, you, you could have a, a, a gazillion dollars and it's not going to buy your way into heaven. And it's not going to make God any happier with you than he is with me or anyone else. Listen, you can't experience all that Christ has for you without surrendering all of yourself to Christ daily. You know, sometimes um, I, I joke with people, if I do a um, baptism in the pool, they're like, um, uh, which, which end of the pool 
are we going to get baptized? And I said, well, it depends on how deep your commitment. We can go in a deep end if you want and just jump. But, um, you know, you can't expect God's full blessing. I can't expect God's full blessing when I'm only surrendering God a partial part of my life. Without surrendering all of yourself to Christ daily, you can't expect to wake up and expect the greatness and goodness of God to reveal itself. Listen, you've got you've to choose to live as a living sacrifice. Listen, it, 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 I, I'll just tell you this. You can't follow Christ. Let's just say you're, 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 you're like myself. You've lived, you've lived long enough to know better, okay? Because I'm just now learning. It takes women, I'm telling you this right now, to save your marriage. It takes longer to train a man. Up to 50 years. Don't you bring him to me until you, you put in 50 years. And if he's still like he is, I'll say, okay, you know what? You made a bad choice. Um, but, uh, you know, you gave 50 years of effort. Um, and now I'm trying to remember what in the world is the reason why I said that. Um, not enough caffeine in me like some of you. Here's, here's, here's where I was going with that. You get to a point in your life where you realize you, you, you sometimes truly do get out of it what you put into it. And so you, you could go years genuinely believing in Jesus Christ, but you could have gone years never having followed him. Why? Because you didn't realize that in order to say, I do, just like it was in marriage, you I do, for better or worse, don't be poking your spouse. When you say, I do to Christ, it's for better or worse. And you didn't realize that in order to become one with Christ, you have to be willing to give up things that are not drawing you closer, that are, that are only taking you a million miles. I mean, it, it can come down to your friends. It can come down to your job. It can come down to your every decision. What is it that Christ wants you to do? And what does he want you to give up so you can get there? But secondly... Following Christ, it requires continued faith and obedience. Following Christ, it requires continued faith and obedience. Believing in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sin and the promise of eternal life, that is just the first step. I do not think that many of us pastors um, do an adequate job enough of specifying that, of helping people understand that's just, that you don't arrive, okay? I'm, I'm far from having arrived. And thank God I'm able to know that, that he is still working on me. But, but that's your first step. I told you, following through with believer's baptism is your second step. But after that, you have to continue with the faith steps. You must continue faith steps. Listen, you cannot follow Christ without faith. Some of you, you're waiting on things to make sense. You're waiting on things to feel easier. And I'm telling you, life's only going to continue to be more confusing. And life's going to continue to feel like, you know what, I just, I just don't feel like it. Faith is not about feelings. Faith is a choice. It's much like love. Love is a choice, not just a feeling. Hebrews 11.6 says, And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. And you realize that it's never about figuring it out. It's about following God step by step by step. That is the same case for you. You do not have to be a pastor for life to be a faith walk. You have to determine, are you going to keep taking 
the next right faith step. Because the moment that you aren't um, taking that next faith step, you are no longer following Christ. Because it is impossible to please God without faith. Look at Hebrews eleven six again. It says that it's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. True faith and surrender to God, it will always show itself through your actions, okay? I want, I want to relieve some of you. None of us need to prove anything to anybody, but it is extremely important that we understand that when we say we're a Christ follower, people are going to look and say, okay, well, are you following Christ? Worst thing we can do is try to claim to be doing something that we aren't doing. In fact, I actually appreciate people's honesty when they say, well, pastor, I'm just not ready for this or that because um, if I'm honest with you, I'm not really ready to, to, to make that commitment or profess that commitment. And I said, okay, I understand. James 2.26 says, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. There is nothing that speaks more about Christ in your life than how you love, how you live, and how you lead other people. Every day you wake up, you have to keep deciding to take the next right step. And most of you are thinking, well, the pastor, he just doesn't have the same stru struggle as I have. You know, all he does over at his house is hear prayers and go talk to the monks and the, um, uh, what's the ladies, the real nice ladies, the nuns. Um, and he listens to Christian music all day long, would never listen to that country song, um, and because uh, he doesn't have a radio, because he shouldn't have a truck or car nice enough to do that. And so you, you think that I'm not struggling. Trust me, I struggle every single day, every single day, just as I even did this morning, to say yes to what God's called me to do. And, and I tell you why sometimes... Um, uh, a greater feeling of challenge is because the last thing I want to do is be a poor example to others. The last thing I want to do is mislead any of you the wrong direction. Anything that, anything that comes out of my heart to you, just always know it comes out of my love for you. It come, it, it, I'm trying to share with you things that I would want someone to tell me if they knew. It, it, it's amazing. Listen, when you, when you get yourself moms and dads, when we get ourselves not only locked in on Christ, but locked in with each other hand in hand, you know, some of the most enriching times that my wife and I had came in my lowest times when all we could do is pray and all I could do was cry. And I, and, and I just believe there's tremendous power when all of a sudden you're holding your spouse's hand and you're having prayer that you normally would not have. I, I don't, I, I think I could have counted on one hand how many times we had that prior to God taking me down humble lane and, and, and taking me to a, a different place over the last five to eight years. And, and listen, sometimes you find your strength when your strength runs out. Every day you have to decide to take the faith step to, to, to say, hey, I'm trusting you Jesus, and I'm going to obey your commands. I'm not just going to, listen, you can question God to death if you're not careful. John 14, 15, Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. But number three, following Christ, it requires continued grace and growth. 
following Christ, it requires continued grace and growth. You can't leave out one and have the other. Becoming a, a Christian, you know how it happens? By grace, through faith, in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection for the forgiveness of your sin and the promise of eternal life. It, it, it is just the beginning. All, if, you're, if you're saved, the only way you're saved is the same way that I'm saved. As they say, we all put our, our pants on the same in the morning, is grace. Don't deserve it. Don't deserve it. Can't earn it. Doesn't matter if we think we're heads and shoulders above other people. It, it, that, listen, but by the grace of God go I. And by the way, anytime we have any other um, attitude, um, it, it's a judgmentalness. I've had it pop in me before. And, and that's not what they need to see out there. They, people need to understand that the only difference between us and them is, is there are sinners that are bound for hell and there are sinners that have been saved by grace. Both are sinners. Neither are any more deserving than the other. And so they get to hear through our story, hey, if Jesus could save a sinner like me and grant me the grace he's given me, he can do that for you too. But it's the beginning of our grace race. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Anyone who belongs to Christ, they have become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. It's very important every believer realizes that, that we are grace works in progress. God saves us by his grace. But then we have to continue to grow in that grace. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done so that none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things that he planned for us to do. Listen, God has good things and God things planned for each of you. Things that you couldn't do by yourself, okay? Uh, in fact, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this, and somebody, somebody you're going to remember this uh, uh, next year or, 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 or maybe several years from now. When you put your little hand in God's big hand and you totally free fall into his arms in getting over yourself and following Christ for yourself, you will be amazed where God can take you. You will be amazed. I, you, nobody could have told me that I was going to be a pastor one day. I can promise you that. It, it doesn't matter... What it is, I can promise you, what God has for you is bigger than you. But for you to experience all God has for you, you have to keep growing, listen, in God's grace and in God's knowledge of his word and your obedience and faith and surrender to your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 3, 17 through 18, it says, so be on guard. Then you will not be carried away by the errors of these wicked people and lose your own secure footing. Rather, you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I have seen good people. I have seen godly people who were on a great track only for everything to be derailed. If you don't keep growing in grace and keep seeking to stay close and cling to him, listen, do not think that the current out there can't take you somewhere you didn't think you could do. I, I, I try to remember this. You know, I always said that, that sin will always uh, cost you more than you wanted to give up, and it will always take you further than you ever thought you could go. But last but not least today, following Christ, it requires continued endurance and devotion. Following Christ requires continued endurance 
and devotion. Write this down. Following Christ is not a 40-yard dash. It's not a 40-yard dash uh, where you go, oh, man, I just, I just ran that hard. Because here's the temptation. If you're built like me, you just think in your mind, I'll just work harder than the other person. Okay? So if you chase things the same way that I do, whether that's, that's uh, mentally or physically or whatever ways, maybe all, um, y- your, your temptation, if you're new in Christ, is, okay, what do I need to do? Let me run there real quick. And I want you to understand, you can't just run there. You keep taking that next right step. Listen, following Christ requires continued endurance and devotion. To follow Christ, you have to be willing to endure hardships. There's times your faith is always going to be tested, and you're like, I do, Lord, even though I don't like this. Have it happen all the time. I wake myself up. I'm like, listen, dude, you better get back in the game. You're the preacher. You feel that too. You're like, I know what the right thing is to do, but I don't feel like doing it. There's always that temptation. There's always a struggle in your life. If you want to follow Christ, you have to be willing to endure persecution. I believe that the direction of our world is going to get rougher and rougher out there. More and more confusing, less and less and less people seeking the Lord. At least, at least seven out of ten people in the United States alone are considered lost. Spiritually lost. I've told you the, the statistics now for, for people who are ever going to go to a church in the southeast as a whole, even though it's the most attended, you know, most churches around and more people that attend church, is 30-something percent at best, okay? And most of that are CEOs. That's Christmas and Easter only. But even many people in the church Okay, I'm just speaking loudly here. Plenty of people that have been in churches for years, they're not following Christ. They've got a religion, but they don't have a relationship. Listen, you've got to be willing to follow Christ when the going gets rough, not just when everything is going good and going your way. Listen, even when it's not popular, even when you don't feel like it, even when it's not easy. Listen, following Christ, I want you to write this down. It has to be the most decisive decision of your life. It must be the most decisive decision of your life because it's going to impact every area of your life. I'll tell you right now, if you love your wife or, or your husband, seek Christ. If you love your children, seek Christ. If you love your grandchildren, seek Christ. If you love your friends or family, seek Christ. Because that way, you're, you're at least striving to the best of your ability by grace to go the direction that Christ would have you. And listen, God does the work. God does the rest. Listen, to follow Christ, you've got to be willing to live with endurance and devotion. Not the moment that something doesn't go your way and, and you start treating it. I'm going to say it since I'm a Baptist. The moment that you don't like something, you're leaving the church and you're leaving the Lord. Listen, you, you may leave the church, but listen, we never should leave the Lord. My daddy taught me something, and that was um, uh, wherever we went, plant. Wherever we went, plant. Didn't matter whether we were in... Fort Worth, Texas for two years, or, or, or Dallas, or, or both sides of Georgia, or here, anywhere else. The first thing that my wife and I did, uh, anytime throughout the 
the almost 26 years of marriage, is, is okay, where do, what church do we need to plug into? Because we knew that, that that was biblical, but we also knew that we needed that covering and that encouragement and that, that um, support. Listen to how Jesus, by example, showed us how to be devoted and live with endurance. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. It says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great crowd, a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding his shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility that Jesus endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. Listen, following Christ is not something you strive to do just on Sundays or on Easter, or, or, but, but every day. For the Christian and the true Christ follower, Jesus is not just the reason for some seasons. He's the reason for all seasons. As the worship team comes up, I want to share very quickly some things God just put on my heart. I mean, I was trying to fish, and, and, and mind you, God's sitting there telling me, write this down. So I started having to do it via voice stuff. I'm like, Siri, write this down. That's exactly how I was doing it. It was crazy how some of the, you know, interpretations came out, but I knew what it were. Listen, to continue following Christ, you have to choose daily to follow Christ. Luke 9, 23 through 24, Jesus said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. If you try hanging on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Here's some things God reminded me of this week. You, you, you write any of them down if, if God puts it on your heart to. You can't make Jesus your Savior without making Jesus your Lord. You can't move forward with Christ without choosing daily to follow Christ. You need to quit trying to write the script. And you need to choose daily to follow the script, the, the script that God has already written for you. Nowhere in Scripture does it say that you get to create your own plans. Following Christ is all about full surrender and a complete blind faith and trust and obedience. Most professing believers spend their life on the water's edge. And Jesus is out in the boat saying, listen, let's put out a little bit deeper. And yet, most continue to stay right there at the water's edge. You claim to be a Christian and a Christ follower, yet your life reveals that you're on the water's edge. And you have never gone any deeper in your relationship with Christ. So many of us are on the edge of a cliff. We know what we need to be doing, yet we're not taking the next right step. Following Christ fully, it is not about you feeling strong enough or, or smart enough. It is about you realizing that God wants all of you and you simply surrendering yourself fully to Him. You have to keep growing in Christ. Keep taking the next right step. Every faith step matters because everyone builds upon the other. You have to take the next right step before you can take the next step after that. It is about step by step, day by day, obedience to God. That's why Jesus said, if anyone wants to follow me, he must take up his cross and follow me daily. You can't expect heaven. This is something God burned in my heart. 
People, you can't expect heaven's will to come down in your life when you continue to walk towards hell every day. The greatest way Jesus th- changes things in, in our lives is from the inside out. You have to let God change you before you can expect things to change. The greatest breakthroughs happen in us before they happen around us. You're not called to follow the crowd, but to follow Christ. You shouldn't let what others do determine what you choose to do. I want you to hear this, by the way. That's just another excuse that we all can come up with. Well, everybody else is doing it, or everybody else isn't doing it. You can't let it be your excuse for not following yourself. You can only go as far with Christ as you're willing to follow. The key to experience and all God has for you is full obedience and faith. You're able to live much freer. I want you to hear this part as I close out. You're able to live much freer when you let Jesus take the wheel. Because every time you take the wheel back, you take back the weight of the world on your shoulders instead of believing that he's taking the weight and you're just following the script. Jesus offers us forgiveness. I want you to hear this last thing. Jesus offers us forgiveness of sin but he never gives us freedom to sin. He never gives us permission to sin. The greatest life that you can live is a life fully surrendered. Today, this is what the altar call is all about today. Will you decide to follow Jesus? Maybe for the first time. Maybe you need to rededicate your life. Maybe you just needed to be reminded of what you need to continue to do in some areas of your life that you need to continue what you used to do. Would you bow your heads with me? Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you that you're in this room. I thank you, Lord, that you're able to say things that I don't even have to say. God, I pray that the message that you've given me would be received as just that, a message from you through me. God, I I pray that I would take to heart everything, God. I admit my many imperfections. Lord, I, I thank you that your, your love covers over a multitude of my sins. God, I thank you that if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Lord, that we can start anew today by grace through faith in you. God, thank you for lavishing us with your grace, lavishing us with your love. And Lord, allowing us to be a part of your mission. God, I pray each person listening right now would decide that though none go with them, they will follow. That regardless of what they've been through or what has happened to them or what they, where they came from, that today they would realize, Lord, they can, that you've got a plan for them. They've just got to surrender their life to you. Help us all to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand, please? This altar's open. I'm available here.